Josh Williams, and welcome to the podcast episode number 92 for Wednesday, February 13th, 2019. How you guys doing, onesies? How's everybody doing today? There is a crazy storm warning in the uh, Ottawa, Toronto. Oh, look at that. I forgot to turn off my sound, so you get to hear me clicking away, trying to bring up my old little uh, sound cart app on the side. <coughs> Excuse me, Jesus. We're going to be talking this episode onesies about uh, me getting sick again, again. I was sick, just getting over sick last episode and I got sick again, just on the other side of it, uh, last week. Um, I watched lots of movies because I was in bed with the gastroenteritis. So, uh, basically I've been sending people emojis of like the, the vomiting smiley emoji and the, the beloved poop when everyone's like, Oh my God, it's a plunger that has the poop on it. And it's a coffee mug that has the poop on it. And, uh, we forget poop is disgusting. Like, why would you want to drink out of a coffee cup shaped like the, the shit emoji? Huh? <clears throat> he's smiling. Cause he's poo morons. Uh, anyways, <laughs> if you can make poop cute, then buy it. I don't know. It doesn't make it. Human beings are so fucking weird to me. Um, Anyways, I've been doing some LCBO activations as well, despite the fact that I got ill. Um, but yeah, what can I tell you? Uh, this last week, I, I think was a little more fun. <coughs> Excuse me. A little more fun. I am going to try to make this episode uh, another quick one uh, for anyone who didn't like last week's because it was too short. I, I would very seriously doubt that's the case. I think it was just more that I had nothing to say last week. Um, but this week, I have a few things to say. Uh, the only thing is I'm... I'm so jammed busy out of nowhere. I woke up this, uh, I'm recording on Tuesday as always, but very early. It's actually my first order of business today that I'm doing is getting the podcast recorded. And, um, out of nowhere yesterday, I woke up and all my plans for this week got completely shuffled around because it turns out I have to be in Toronto a day early for uh, costume fitting for the event that I'm doing on Valentine's day. Um, and I'll mention that next week. I'll talk all about it because it'll be done. But for now it's like a big publicity thing for the company. So I'm just being a good, uh, good little corporate bitch and, uh, and not saying anything. So just so everyone's unaware, but I will be at union station pulling off this, uh, event. Yeah. Doodly ding. Keep messaging me. Oh, <clears throat> let's put this phone on vibrate. That's the thing with having so many different devices that are all in the same, uh, ecosystem, right? You put like the iPad, plug that into the device, get it recording, turn it off as it's tick, tick, ticking away. And then the phone starts going off. I think that's everything. I got the laptop closed, so it should shut the fuck up anyways. So, uh, where do I start? Like I said, union station, I will be in, uh, in Toronto union station, Valentine's day, all goddamn day. So feel free to come by. If you're in the Toronto area, that's where I will be. And trust me, I will be noticeable. Um, but I'll tell you more about that next week. Um, this last week we, uh, what did I do? I did LCBO activation. So the same thing where I'm walking around, uh, the liquor stores, trying to teach people how to use their app, how to, how to answer their own very simple questions, um, right on the apps themselves. Um, biggest issue with that is that, uh, people keep bailing. So I I'm doing these events and, and it's not a fucking hard thing, um, to do. You're just basically in a store showing people an app. You don't have to know much about it. It's basically, do you know how to search on Google? Well, it's the same thing. You're just doing that in their app versus, you know, Google. And it brings up everything that you need to know. It'll tell you what section it's in, in the store. Like it's in, insanely easy, <clears throat> excuse me. It's a, a very, very useful resource. Um, 
but I did that on uh, Thursday and then Friday I, uh, I did the, the activation and as I was getting finished, um, I started to have this sort of little bit of a queasy feeling, um, you know, in my stomach, just a little bit of, of nausea, which within an hour or so escalated into full blown illness. And then I spent the entire evening, you know, doing those noises that I made, uh, there with, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was rough. And of course you get super dehydrated during that. I was just drink, drink water, water, anything with electrolytes. I was trying to keep in my system just so that every time something came up, it didn't hurt like hell. Nothing's, uh, dry heaving is pretty brutal. Um, <laughs> I remember years ago I was talking with a colleague, but I'm like, how, you know, how, like when you're a kid, every time you throw up, you cry, <laughs> you just, like it's, I think women still do that. They cry when they puke. I do have to say this though. When Crystal and I first started dating years ago, she would throw up like a champ. She's got a pretty high pain threshold. I've got to say, um, I just remember like, yeah, I think Crystal's probably like, maybe my mom, I don't know if I've ever seen my mom throw up. Not that it's like a spectator sport or anything. It's <laughs> just like, you know, oh, so you're gonna, someone's like, oh, I'm going to throw up. Oh, I got to watch this. I don't know. It seems very popular in like jackass movies and stuff. People throwing up on each other all the time. It's just like a humor. Oh, you got him. Oh, did you see that? And everyone just laughing at each other, getting puked on weird times. But uh, I don't know. I know of, the, of the women I've seen throw up, I don't know if I've seen my mom. I've heard her throw up, but I don't think my mom cries about, about much. She's a fucking grizzled old vet. The, the tears have all dried up in her soul. There's none left to cry. Um, but I've seen Crystal cry for lots of stuff. But when it comes to, to pain stuff, you know, like vomiting and illness and whatever, she's a, she's a champ. <clears throat> Anyways, very, very sick Friday night. Um, and as a matter of fact, um, there's been something that's been really preoccupying me lately. I'm kind of all over the map because in all honesty, I'm still trying to remember all the things I have to do today before I get on the road. And there's a huge, like all anyone in, in Ottawa has been talking about the last 24 hours has been this huge snowstorm that's, that's headed our way today. And I have to drive through it and it's, it hit Toronto and hit Ottawa and it's just keep hitting us for the next, you know, so it doesn't matter where I'm going. I'm, I'm in the thick of it. I'm driving into it as, as well. So, um, uh, crystal, um, <clears throat> I don't want to go into it too much guys, honestly, because I feel like talking about it makes it a little more real and whatnot. I'm not kind of freaked out. I'm a bit of a pussy when it comes to medical stuff. All my close friends know that. Um, but, uh, Crystal found something on me. Um, I guess a couple months back, uh, we were hanging out or whatever and she found, uh, she found something and it looked like it was just the beginning of something normal. Um, and then on my birthday, when we were hanging out, uh, she noticed it was still there, but she said, oh, it looks a little different. She, she took a better look at it and she goes, oh, I think it's, uh, you know, it does, I don't think it's gotten any bigger or whatever, but it, and it seems like it's got like a, maybe a, 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 whatever point is, is it just occurred to me that I'm like, oh, I, I don't, what about that thing? I checked it the other day and it's still there. Um, and of course it's in a spot that I can't see, you can't reach, can't see. Um, so anyways, I'm going to the doctor today to, today to get it checked out. And I hope it's nothing. I hope I'm just being a huge Freddy cat over nothing, but there is that chance, right? So that has been on my mind. Uh, and of course I made the appointment last week when it, when it occurred to me again, and I'll talk about it next week once I have something to say. Um, but like I said, I don't want to speculate positive or negative cause I don't kind of, I, I, I don't want to jinx it if that makes any sense at all. All I know is that it's been preoccupying my mind for the last few days. So I've been doing all sorts of just trying to, you know, think of anything else, but, and I'll go, like I said, next week, hopefully when I have nothing but good things to say about it, I'll just tell you about all the insanity that's gone through my head, um, in the last few days. But 
Unfortunately, I couldn't record this after the podcast because I have to get on the road to Toronto right away. So I was sort of hoping to be able to do the doctor's appointment and make that, uh, those results part of this podcast. I can't. Um, so yeah, I know my friends will probably reach out when they hear this, but either way, um, and some of my friends just already know, but anyways, okay. So just having said that, know that like, as much as I'm talking about a bunch of other stuff, I really had something else just constantly sitting on the forefront of my mind throughout all of this last, pretty much last week. <clears throat> so having said that I was sick in bed, sore, throwing up and worried about other shit. I don't know who I got this gastroenteritis from, but I was sick in bed. I, all I did pretty much was watch movies and you're trying to, you're trying to relax, trying to get rest. I'm trying not to watch anything that I'm actually wicked into because I'm like, well, I don't want to stay awake. You're just trying to get sleep right to sleep off the illness. So I ended up having to cancel an event that I was doing on Saturday, which sucked because I haven't worked for that company in a while. And I was really disappointed that the first thing that they had back for me was something I had to cancel uh, because of the illness. So um, they're very cool, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's disappointing, whatever. Um, I'm doing an event for them. That's what I'm going to Toronto. Same, same company I'm doing this big event for in Toronto. They wanted to bring me all the way, literally from one city to another to, to, you know, be a part of it. So they don't hate me. It's just disappointing. I, I hate bailing on any of these things. And as I mentioned, the other one that I'm working for doing these, uh, liquor store, uh, things, they have people walking out on the daily basis. So over like, like for nothing, like it's walking out or just not showing up or showing up two hours late. Like it's the easiest money you could possibly make, but whatever kids that's what happens when you have fucking kids you fucking millennials listening useless pieces no, i'm just kidding it's everybody um but if i do have friends in the ottawa or toronto area who are looking to make a little bit of extra money on a you know thursday friday night or saturday sunday morning uh maybe give me a little ring text email where can you email contact the one man podcast.com uh just say like hey what is this uh super cash opportunity you be speaking of can't be that bad guys because i keep doing it right over and over and over again i do all these different activations it is fucking easy easy peasy money. Um, but anyways, so what did I do Saturday? I watched movies and I actually, um, I started to feel better, um, in the afternoon because I kind of went through it all, you know, Saturday, Sunday, I stopped the, uh, bleh, bleh, uh around, I, I would say in the, the early afternoon. Um, actually I would say it was the morning that I stopped that stuff and I started to feel less nauseous early afternoon. And, uh, and I was hungry and I didn't have, I had to do grocery shopping is one of the things I intended to do earlier in the weekend, but I was sick. So one of the things that I had to do was uh, get some food and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm weak. I'm dehydrated. I, I don't know what to do. So I was like, you know what, you know what I think I'll do? I think I will try out the Uber eats app. I tried it years ago <clears throat> and my roommates, well, particularly Jason orders Uber eats all the time. And I think it's ridiculous. Um, Uber Eats, for those of you who don't know, which I, I doubt a lot of you don't know, but regardless, Uber Eats is basically just, uh, it's like now Uber is the delivery guy for like your favorite restaurant. So all sorts of places that would normally not have delivery or now have a delivery because Uber will drive it. So it costs the restaurant absolutely nothing more. Uber takes a fee. The restaurant just charges the regular price and an Uber driver will pick up the food and bring it to your door. However, there's of course a delivery fee and the average delivery fee is usually about five bucks, five, maybe five fifty. Um, that's average. And I saw something the other day that said that Uber has discounted rates for places that are closer to you. So my big thing with not using Uber Eats before says, I think I ordered, 
uh, like, uh, you know, I think I ordered like a $15 burger and fries platter from this place one time. Right. But by the time it came, it was like 28 bucks because I was like, okay, well I paid like the five 99 delivery charge, the tax on the thing, tax on both. As a matter of fact, I gave the guy, you know, being a former delivery driver myself, I think I gave the guy a $5 tip. So it's one of those things where I'm like, you know what? I, I don't think it's worth it to, you know, do Uber eats, especially like there's a lot of people, a shitload of people, as a matter of fact, who order Uber eats from McDonald's. So it's like, you know, you're getting a $10 Big Mac meal, but by the time you put $5 delivery on it and tip, you just, you spent like 20 bucks for a fucking Big Mac and fries when you could have just gotten the car and gone through the drive-through. You know what I mean? Like having ordering from a place that has drive-through makes no sense to me, but I digress. There's all sorts of places that you can get, you know, faux restaurants and, and sushi places, like all sorts of shit, but it, it opens up a lot of options. So I figured, let me fuck around on Uber Eats and see what there is. I'm hungry. There's no way I have the energy or strength to, to get up and go out. So let's see what it is. And it's funny enough too, because Friday before I got sick, um, I was, I had not eaten. I was really, really hungry. Um, I, I, uh, you know what? That's not true. I ate breakfast that day. I did make eggs and toast for breakfast that day, but you know, there's a lot of people who go, oh, I haven't eaten all day. And it's like, yeah, you have, you ate, you ate two meals. You just haven't eaten in like four hours or five hours and you're hungry. Or, or maybe it's just even six, six or seven hours. But a lot of people, oh, I haven't eaten anything all day. You have, you have. I, and on that day I had, but I only had breakfast and I got up really early that day and had breakfast. So I, uh, I had not eaten all day Friday. And then of course I got sick in the evening. I think I ate half of a sandwich that I bought and I, bleh, that all came up. So needless to say, Saturday afternoon came and I was ready for something in my system. And so I checked out the Uber Eats app and I found that they are now doing this thing where if a restaurant is close to you, the delivery charge is reduced. So I happened to see that the subway down the, uh, down the road was, uh, was only not $1.99 delivery. I'm like, well, that's not that I ain't half bad there. So I did, uh, did Uber eats. I got like the sub of the day, which was like seven I'm like, okay, plus two bucks. I'm like, we're still under $10 pre-tax. That ain't too shabby. So I got that done up and, uh, and delivered. And I tipped the guy three bucks, whatever. Cause it's like, it's like three blocks away. And apparently he had like three, here's the thing. It said that the estimated delivery time would be like five minutes from the restaurant. And the guy took 15 minutes to get here. So I, I do knock down the tip a little bit when there's absolutely no reason for a, a huge delay. Um, so anyways, whatever, three bucks to fucking drive five blocks. You're welcome. You got, you goddamn welcome. So anyways, um, one, the only thing I didn't like, and I don't know if you guys find this with Subway, but, uh, every now and again, you'll get someone who's like crazy, crazy stingy with the toppings. So like I had put in my order, like, please extra, like it, one of the funny things was in the Uber Eats app, it said toasted bread only or toasted sandwich. It didn't actually give you a not toasted option. You know what I mean? They just like, you're getting it toasted. Your bread's toasted no matter what. So just the bread or everything on the bread. And I was like, I put in the notes, please don't toast anything because my tummy's still sore. I don't want to be eating crunchy bread in my tummies, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just want it soft. I've been sick all night. So I, I ordered that and there were some vegetables that I said, please put extra this, this, and this extra, extra, not regular extra. And, uh, and when I got it, it was like, it was probably the least amount of, of, you know, vegetables I've ever had in a sandwich, which I found to be, you know, maybe it was a blessing in disguise, but generally speaking, it's not the vegetables that turn your stomach, been in the meat or the sauce. Um, but I will tell you, I was genuinely like disappointed. I was kind of like, you know what? There's, 
that's the bit of a drawback to it being an order versus being there in the store where you go, oh yeah, can you put vegetables on it? I like that you shook off what was stuck to the glove, but uh, can you actually just put the shit on the sandwich? Don't dip your fingers into the veggies and be like, here, this is the flavors of them. I just rubbed my fingers on your sandwich. There you go. Some places are so cheap and you're like, you know what? You think that you're saving money by, by, you know, being stingy. It's like, it's going to cost you, man. People are going to see that. They're not going to come back to your location. There's subway locations that I will avoid because I know how cheap they are. And I don't know if you guys know this, but subway has like rules as to how many, you know, how much you get on. Obviously you see when that they're putting the, the meat and the cheese, they put like three slices on and then two slices of cheese per half. This is, this is going into like fat guy food economics, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Everyone's noticed that you get your two, two slices of cheese per half of the sandwich, right? Per six inch. We'll put it in their terms, their measurements, right? But did you know that you're supposed to get like, you get like three tomatoes per side that you get like four cucumbers. Like they have, they have a set amount of, of measured items. That's why they deal out the tomatoes, like poker chips. It's not like they're like, Oh, we're just decorating. We're sandwich artists. We're just decorating it properly. No, they're flat out educated. Like this is how much you put on everything. And if they ask for more, they can have more, but they have to ask for more. Anyways, I, I find that shit ridiculous. And, uh, yeah, if I see you being super stingy and if I go, can I get more, more onions, please? And you grab like one or two more onions. I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to get, keep asking that until you just do it. So yeah, extra please. And extra and extra. Let's go. Let's get us out of here. The more you're going to piss everyone off behind me. Cause I'm going to go until you actually put extra on. Anyways, so they, uh, I was, I was, I was really disappointed. The, uh, the overall experience wasn't horrible. It came, it came, it was easy. I didn't have to get out of bed. I was sick. Right. Um, this is way too long of a fucking review of Uber Eats. All I can say is that I was glad I got a sandwich. I was actually able to eat. I was so hungry. I ate the, the entire thing. Uh, there wasn't a lot on it, so it wasn't hard to, but, um, but I was disappointed that it was kind of like, even asked for, Hey, make sure I get extra pickles, extra cucumbers. And it was like, nothing, nothing. Uh, so there you go. That's what I did. I ordered Uber eats for the first time in three years. And I got to say, I will do it again. If it does stay like one ninety nine, and you can get places where it's like, all right, I don't want to drive down to subway. I'll pay, you know, $5 to not do that. You know, $2 delivery, $3 to the driver. There you go. That's I'll do that. Um, I will say if you order Uber eats and you don't tip the driver, you're a piece of shit. Um, you, you know, when the options right there at the top, it's like, would you like to include a tip? And you're like, no, no, no. Nah, I would say the reason to tip the Uber, you don't have to tip your Uber driver when you're doing rides. Okay. I've never, I've never given you guys shit for that and been like, you got to tip the driver. It's nice. It's definitely appreciated. But, um, but the Uber eats guys, they have to find parking at that restaurant. They have to go in, they have to wait in line, like everyone else to pick up your food. And then, you know, they got to stop, find a spot to park on your street, especially when the weather's like this snow everywhere and snow banks and streets are narrowed to find a spot to come and, you know, knock on your door. And that's if you happen to live in a house, right? If you're in an apartment building, whole new fucking can of marbles. So just tip them They're They are doing the extra work and they, they are not getting paid the delivery fee. They're getting paid the same, uh, rate of driving that they get when they're driving a ride. Only they don't have to find parking for that. They don't have to, you know, ring your buzzer and you weren't listening. Oops, my phone was on vibrate. Like I'm telling you guys, there's so much shit that happens to delivery guys that you wouldn't consider that just makes their lives miserable. Um, give them at least three bucks for the trouble of having to find parking, go get your food, run into the store, wait with everyone else, you know, find parking on your street, deal with you answering or not answering your buzzer or your phone or your door or whatever it is. It, it just, just be nice. All right. Off, off, uh, off my soapbox for that one. 
Um, and then later in the evening, so I, I kept down that food. I actually started to feel a little bit better having a little something in my system, some nice veg. And, um, and then I, uh, I think I had to move the car later on that evening. So, um, when I got in the car to move, like I was parked behind Jay. So I got out in the car to, to let Jay out. And I was like, you know what? I'm in the car already. I think I'm going to go get something else to eat and at this point. Uh, I, I have these cases of water left over from an activation that I did, uh, new year's, right. The, uh, the stay hydrated thing. And, um, I, uh, I was chugging water all day and like, it's like a electro, sorry, it's alkaline water, not electrolyte, alkaline water. So I was chugging water all day, trying to get my, my hydration back up. And, uh, but I, I know I needed salt. My system was like salt, salt, salt. You need salt, 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 salt. So I, uh, I, I went on the cheap and I drove through, uh, what's it called? Burger King, uh, arguably one of the worst fucking burger joints there is. I never go to Burger King. Um, but they did have two Whoppers for $7 and I'm like, that's a big burger with a lot of salt. I, uh, I think that's, I think that's what my system is telling me I need right now. And I've actually been a very good bitch lately with food and, and maybe I'll tell you more about that later. It depends on how much time I have. I am, I really am on limited time today. So I'm wasting it bitching about Uber eats and not getting my extra lettuce. <laughs> but, um, yeah, what I'm getting at is, uh, I needed the salt. I, I, and then across the street was like a A&W and I had a coupon for like one of their breakfast sandwiches. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna get these two Whoppers. I'm going to get a breakfast sandwich and then I'm just going to go home and I'll have these things next to my bed. So when I'm ready to put a little more food in my system, uh, that's what I'll do. And I managed to, to wrangle in all that shit for under 10 bucks. Huh? Who's a fucking smart little death shopper. Uh, so yeah, that's what I, uh, that's what I did with my Saturday. And I, and I watched movies as I mentioned. Um, what did I watch? I, I think we could just get into the, the, the fact of the matter, you know, maybe I'll just get into some of the movies that I, I watched. Huh? What about that? I think, is there anything else I have of, of note to tell you about over the week before I move on? Um, yeah, yesterday was an absolute gong show. Um, I did go to Costco after my activation on Sunday. So I was back right back to the grind Sunday morning doing the LCBO stuff. And then I managed to, uh, to get across the street. I was very close to a Costco. So I got to Costco and I just picked up a bunch of vegetables, soups, um, salads, like pre-mixed salad stuff. Um, and I've just been doing, you know, make it at home make it on the low. Uh, I want to say food portioning, but I'm not making like preset meals. I'm just making sure like I'm making sandwiches and I'm making them with like a good portion of, of stuff. Like a, not good as in like, wow, look how much they gave me, but good. is just like, all right, you just don't, you don't need, you know, let's say just as an example, it's not the case, but you know, like you don't need, you know, three slices of meat on that. Just put two, just anything where you can cut carbs. And I'm, and I'm also listening to my body a lot more where, you know, I'll make a meal. I don't know if you guys do this. I'm sure, you know, a lot of you are shaped like human beings, not like a, manatee like myself, but I, uh, I, if I make a plate of something and I'm just like, you know, I sort of get full of it. I'm just like, all right, just finish it. Like, I don't know. I don't know where we got that mentality, right? Obviously it's, you know, to not be, you know, you don't want to be gluttonous. And at the same time, it's like, if there's food in front of you, people used to give that whole, like, oh, there's starving people. Like, so I don't know. I just got into me. It's not even so much about the starving people, just about wasteful. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's disrespectful to, to make food and not finish it. Um, but you can pack it up for later. Right. Like I just, that was just something we never did. Like my mom never had containers and saran wrap and shit. Like it was just saran wrap was something we just never bought. So I think I just designed, developed this habit since I was young that just, you know, if you, you clean your plate, but, um, I'm not doing that anymore. Um, definitely something that just adds calories to you for no reason. If you're full, stop. 
And, um, and that's what I've been doing lately is I just, as soon as I feel myself getting full, there's no need to finish what you've got in front of you. Grab a piece of saran wrap, throw it over the top of your plate. If you get hungry later, then fine. And I'm trying to establish the difference between hungry and bored. And I know that might sound absolutely asinine to some of you, but sometimes you're just sitting there and you're just like, man, I just want, just want to eat something. And it's probably fucked up mental, emotional shit. Who cares what, what it's called? Uh, it exists. It's there. So I got to, I even bought a book too. So I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can read that this week while I'm in Toronto, just try to focus on this, but I am, I'm doing better. I'm doing better and I'm making good food and I'm eating less. Um, and obviously part of it is this little kind of medical sort of scare thing. Again, it's, it's could be absolutely nothing, but part of it is like, you know what, no matter what the result is, I'm just going to use this as an opportunity to be like, okay, you know, you're whether, whether it's, um, let's put it this way, whether it's something bad or not. It's still something that like, eh, you know what, if your body was in better condition, it wouldn't be doing this. So let's stop making your body a breeding ground for, for bad things to happen. So who knows, man, maybe hopefully it's just a, a reality check and it's, uh, you know, it's nothing serious. Oh, I just wanted to be like, God, I'm telling you guys fucking four, four or five days of just, oh, I don't know. I don't know. But you know, Hey, let's just keep thinking about it. It's not, I know everyone's like, well, there's nothing you can do. So just don't worry. I'm like, <laughs> I, I know their heart's in the right place, but you can't tell someone with anxiety and neuroses to just not think about something and to not worry about it. That's, it's like saying, Hey, just don't be yourself for five days. Just don't be you. Just if you see yourself in the mirror, just be like, I don't know. <laughs> so, so anyways, whatever. Um, last night I went to, uh, the casino with Jason. Like I said, yesterday I had to shuffle around so many things to be able to, to leave for Toronto today. I went to the casino with Jay. We had a good time. We had a, a dinner there. Um, what else did we do? I had a couple beers. Um, Jay lost so much money and then won it all back. Good for him. I had to leave, uh, before he did because, uh, I was doing a fundraiser at absolute comedy last night. Um, I, I, sorry, I wasn't doing it. I was on a, a fundraiser show last night, uh, closing that out. Um, good show it was for a good cause. There's a lovely woman there who's been battling brain cancer. Um, and, uh, one of the comics, it's funny, like started off the show, like kind of singling her out, not intentionally. The comic is a good person and would never do that. Um, I just don't think he understood that the person he was talking to was the one that the, the fundraiser for or was for. Um, so it was like, kind of like, I think it kind of like just turned the crowd a little bit. They weren't expecting that. Um, but yeah, so, um, that was interesting. And everyone was saying to me like, Hey, just please don't say anything to her. Please don't make her feel bad or joke about it. I'm like, I'm like, wow, I, that's, that's never been me. I'm not the kind of person who's like, Oh, someone's in the crowd with cancer and they're fighting it. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna make fun of you. I do lots of crowd work in my act. I talk to the crowd. I poke fun, whatever, but I never, and this is absolutely true. I never, never, never make fun of something that people can't change. Um, I don't make fun of the way people look in terms of physically. Okay. I never make fun of, uh, people's weight or something like that. And even though that's something you can change, it's not something that you can change necessarily in a speedy way. And we also don't know what, what's causing it, right? So just, I'm being empathetic, but I don't make fun of somebody's race or anything like that. Um, you know, unless it's like, unless it's a more of a positive thing, like I'll bring attention to it, but usually in a positive, not in a negative, you know, like I've been known to make jokes about the, you know, talking to a black guy mentioning how like, I'm like, you have a huge dick, right? Like positive stuff. No one's like, no, oh, you know, I don't like that you assume that the biggest aspect of my ego is 
doing fantastic. I don't know. Fuck. At least for lots of guys, like, you know, someone's like, you had a huge dick. Yes. My masculine icon is, uh, whatever. So I, I will make fun of things like your job. I'll make fun of the clothes you're wearing. Um, you know, a, a style or something. Um, but, but things you can change. Do you know what I mean? Things that, you know, like, oh, I'm stuck with it. Like I'll make fun of, of, you know, I'll ask questions and, and things like that, but I don't, I don't, I'm not going to see someone who has, who is battling terminal cancer and make fun of them for it. That's not who I am. That's never any, that's never who I've been. Um, so I was a little, I was a little, um, surprised to, to hear that the, like, well, at least it was, it was the comic who was putting on the show. Um, for this person, this person was, was close to them. So I was just a little kind of like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know why you would think that, you know, that's, that's never, that's never who I've been. So that's never been who I am. Uh, who knows? Whatever. I'm sorry. Now, now I'm nitpicking grammar, too many distractions. And, but here's the what, one thing that was a little disappointing to me was, uh, I, I was on the fence about whether or not I was going to talk about it, but I was trying to do a few new things last night and I kind of wanted to bring up what was going on with me and my scare. Um, however, you know, we use the stage as therapy, but, uh, but I couldn't because I felt like, okay, well, I'm going to talk about how I'm worried that I might have something in front of this person who does and is losing. Um, so I felt like that would have been incredible. You know, it would have been in poor taste and it would have been like, oh, I'm worried I might. It's like you do. And yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it would seem very poor taste. So I, uh, I, I didn't, I was like, fuck, I got to switch it around. Whatever show went great. I just didn't uh, do what I wanted to do last night. Cause I didn't know. I knew that they do a fundraiser every year. And I think previous years they've done it for like marathons and running for, for stuff. Um, so I, I didn't know what the cause was this year until I got there last night. So I was a little, a little taken aback, um, just in terms of what I was planning on doing. So, um, I, it went fine. It went, actually, it went, it went quite well. Um, but I just, um, wasn't overall happy with it because, you know, you know, you don't like to pull an audible, uh, last minute, but my friend Scott, who put it on, was very, very happy. Um, was was again, he's like, oh, I'm so glad you were part of this, and thank you so much for doing it, and all that. I was happy to help. So um, had a good time. Uh, thank you, uh, Scott, for doing that. I might, I got Scott's name on the list down here of, of uh, you know, touch and go options. Should my first uh, call not be answered, so maybe we'll see uh, from Scott firsthand how it went, and maybe he can give a review. He was also very drunk last night, so we'll see uh, how he's feeling. Um, but anyways, that was that was my week. So, um, I will tell you a little bit about some of the shit that I watched because since most of it was laying in bed, being sick, I will tell you, I watched a couple, uh, couple flick of shows as they used to call them back in the day. Just checking the time here, 20 after 11, I have to stop this at, uh, the good news is there's maximum 40 minutes left. Cause I got to stop at noon, get the shower change and uh, get my ass out the door to the doctors, ah, to fucking put this insanity, give it a name, one thing or another, like Rumpelstiltskin. Um, sorry, just my throat's still very, very dry. Okay, so, um, watched a movie called Velvet Buzzsaw. Saw it on Netflix. It's another Netflix original, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, John Malkovich, uh, Rene Russo, Tony Collette, that chick from Stranger Things, and then everyone else, I have no idea who the fuck they are. Um, that chick from stranger things, the one who's the sister with the goofy looking face, huh? Huh? She can't change her face. You're making fun of her. Yeah, well, I'm not doing it. I'm not making fun of her to her weird looking face. Um, so yeah, um, I was going to say, 
Uh, okay, so it's a movie about like a bunch of artsy people, um, you know, like art connoisseurs and art dealers, and you know, Jake Gyllenhaal plays like an art critic. I think it's very funny because they never really got into like who does what. Um, but then this one person, one of these artsy people finds like a dead dude in, her, in the hallway of her building. And then it turns out he was an artist. She goes into his apartment and finds like all these paintings and they're all super good and weird and this and that. And she takes a bunch, shows them to Jake Gyllenhaal's character. Who's like, these are fantastic. Who's, who's the art? Are you, rep are you representing them? And blah, 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 blah. And she's like, no, they're, I, I'm, I'm the one who found them. They're all mine. And this and that. And then these, and then the, the paintings like very slow crawl these paintings um cause people to like die and it's almost like the, the the way the trailer presents it is like that the paintings themselves come to life and attack people but basically it affects the art around you or things around you so it's like it's very difficult to tell but it's like it's not the the paintings necessarily that are haunted the art itself like releases some sort of like evil spirit yeah, I, it's very, very difficult to explain. All I know is that it looks like it's supposed to be a thriller. And yeah, and it, it's funny because I'm just thinking of it now. And I don't think it affects anything in the movie other than other art. But it's like haunted paintings that haunt other art and turn that art into it's it's like a final destination meets stupid it was awful it was absolutely awful and you just i i we we you know kept waiting for it to get better um it didn't it's hokey the characters and here's the thing about a movie is that some of the characters you have to be rooting for you have to like something about them or whatever none of the characters in this movie are likable um they're they're arrogant they're egotistical they're they're so self-centered it's there was nothing likable so every time someone died you, you didn't care didn't care at all you know what i mean like a lot of times in a horror movie they'll be like that douche and he's usually one of the first ones to go because he's, he's rude to people fucks other people over whatever so you're like you're you're excited you're even you're actually excited when that person dies because you're like yeah now he's gonna get his so there's always that one death that you're happy happened i think um, but that's not even the case with this because everyone's so unlikable. You're not even like, well, I can't wait till, you know, this one goes and that one. You're just like, you just, I, can they all just die right now? I, right now, you know, they're all super, super unlikable in this movie. Um, John Malkovich is in it for almost no reason. Like you, you don't even know what the point of his character was. And I mean that like, not like, why was he there? I, I don't understand why his character was in that movie, how him being there added anything to the movie at all um yeah so velvet buzzsaw huge thumb down heaping 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 pile of garbage um watch the trailer i would suggest that just next time you're flipping through netflix check out the trailer for velvet buzzsaw it actually looks half decent garbage hot steamy smelly stinky sweaty garbage um i watched the last half of uh, uh the walking dead season eight um, I don't remember why I stopped watching. I think I just got busy and, and, and new things came and I got into them, but, uh, yeah, uh, walking dead season eight, I finished that up. I saw what happened there. Um, I know that it's funny too, cause I was watching that on Sunday and turns out that, that Sunday was like the season nine or mid season nine, mid season premiere or whatever. So the show's back for its second half of the ninth season, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the show is still good or not. It, it seems like they got a lot going on, but I, uh, 
I really don't know what the fuck is, is going on with that show anymore. You know, it was interesting to watch the last part of the season, but you just don't know what's what. So anyways, we'll, we'll see what's going on. Walking dead season nine. So it's still going strong. It seems, I just wonder if it's any good. It, it didn't get anywhere near as violent as it did at the beginning of season. I think seven was the beginning of season seven when they're all on their knees lined up, man, that was, that was intense. That was pretty fucking cool. Maybe it was even season six, as I know they've been going back and forth with Negan for a while. So anyways, um, it wasn't, it wasn't shitty. There's been worse seasons of the walking dead, but that was, that was pretty good. Um, uh, another movie that I watched, uh, this one was probably the best one that I watched. Um, the next one, I've only got one more I'm going to talk about after this, but that one I'd already seen I actually saw it in theaters. So, um, this was another Netflix original written and directed by the Coen brothers. And it's called, now it came out back in uh, October or November. So I know that, uh, I know I'm a little late to it. All right. Maybe some of you guys are like, oh, another Netflix original bang, watch it. Who knows? Uh, I don't, <laughs> I, I wait, I'll wait a little bit. Um, but the one that I saw was the ballad of Buster Scruggs. I don't know if you guys have, uh, have seen it. It's, uh, the trailer makes it look like it's sort of a longer thing. It's a series of stories, but they make it look like some of the characters come back to the other ones. It's not as six. Six, six, is it six? Give me one second here. Boopity, 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 boopity. I think it's five or six um, independent stories. Okay, give me a second. Boom, two, three, four, five, and six. Yeah, six stories. Not that it was important, but um, all all based around the Old West, all right? And uh, very, very big names in the cast. Uh, the stories have uh, big differences to them. There, I read an article that said, said that the, the underlying theme with all of them seems to be this, but the Coen brothers have said themselves that that wasn't an intention. It just happened to be that the stories that they were telling do involve you know, this, this theme. Um, and that's not the Old West, of course, because they all have that theme, uh, obviously. But it was just a, uh, it was really well done. It, 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 uh, it is violent. Um, it's not gory. It's just violent. It has very, uh, you know, hateful eight, uh, kill bill kind of, you know, violence. So it's over the top, but it's funny. It, it, it actually watches a lot like a Tarantino movie in a lot of regards, but, um, yeah, it was good. It was really, really good guys. I can't, uh, I don't really want to give much away, but like, man, um, if you're looking for something interesting to watch, definitely check out the ballad of Buster Scruggs. Um, that's the first story. And then there's several, you know, five other stories afterwards. So, uh, when you watch the trailer, like I said, it makes it look like the characters are intertwining, whatever, but some of the story, they're not like every story is independent and the other that's, that's all you get, you know? When someone, when one of the stories ends, you will never see that character again in the movie. Just a, just a heads up in case you're like, oh, I wonder if they come back and I get more close. Nope. <laughs> nope. But it's good. It's not one where you feel like, oh, but there's so much more to tell. Like you, you get what they were saying. Um, there's one story Kamar warned me cause I just started watching it and Kamar came home and he's like, oh, are you watching this? I go, yeah. Did you see it? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, they're, they're all good. Cause I remember when it first came out, Jason watched it and in true Jason form, um, he didn't get <laughs> what a lot of the stories were. So Jason's like, ah, the first like two are good. And then he goes, and then there's like three ones that are like, yeah, they sucked. And then, uh, the last one, uh, I didn't understand. I was like, okay. So I'm like, so it's kind of just, eh, but then I asked Kamar, Kamar's like, yeah, they're all good. And one of them is really sad. And, um, and I was like, okay. And I got to say Kamar was right. In fact, I found, I found two of them to be particularly sad. One of them is just, you know, heart wrenching. 
Um, but, uh, fuck. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was pretty sad, but, uh, but great, great movie overall. So if you haven't seen it, check out the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. And finally I watched the Lego Batman movie. That was my, okay, I'm going to try to fall asleep again. Movie put that on. Um, I also had, let's go to prison for that with Dax Shepard and, uh, Will Arnett. Funny enough, Will Arnett, the voice of Batman in the Lego Batman movie. Huh? So how about that? Will Arnett puts me to sleep, I guess. <laughs> but uh, no, that's what I do. Like, I, I don't know if you, about you guys, but if you're, ever like, if you're like me and you just can't fall asleep without something on the background to take away from the brain uh, terrors, I don't know what to call it. When you get those anxious thoughts in your head that just can't let you relax and go to sleep, hey, put something on in the background that, you're, you're, that distracts your brain until you pass out. That's what I do. And, uh, and I put on the Lego Batman movie and let's go to prison. So Lego Batman movie I saw in theaters. Um, it's actually very charming. I know you're like, ah, oh, DC, really DC. Every movie they make is a steaming pile of shit. You know what? You're right. Steaming pile of shit, um, in their DC universe. Wonder Woman was okay. Wonder Woman was okay. I'll give it that. They did a good job. You know, Captain Marvel's coming up very soon. She's probably going to blow that one out of the water. You know, Marvel's first leading woman role movie already looks 10 times better. Um, <laughs> but anyways, no, I watched the Lego Batman, the Lego Batman movie guys is definitely, it works for adults too. It's very funny. Um, it's very entertaining. They, they do lots of, of callbacks to everything Batman. So, uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman to the, um, Tim Burton Batman's to the, you know, like, you know, 19, what is it? 1960s Batman. You know, like there's a lot of callbacks to all of the different things. Uh, lots of, lots of tongue and cheek humor and stuff like that. Um, fun movie, fun, fun movie. Uh, it's on Netflix. So feel free to watch it. Everything I talk about for the most part is on Netflix. Um, so yeah, um, check it out. Y'all's it's, uh, it's a great flick. All right, there you go. DC Lego Batman, um, Buster Scruggs, big thumbs up. Um, but, but, uh, avoid velvet buzzsaw, or if you watch it, watch it knowing that you're just watching a shitty movie, you know, and that, and that usually will let things go by. You're not expecting it to get good. Um, yeah. So there you go. 41 minutes in. That was my week. Huh? How about that? What's going on with you guys? You want to send me an email? Contact the one man podcast.com. Let me know what you think of some of these movies. I, I still expect emails from you guys. That's, that's what I do. I go, you know what? I'm going to invite them to send an email and I hope to hear back. Let's, uh, let's see if I do. Okay. Cause I want to know what you guys think about these things too. You watch movies too. make a recommendation for me. Cause, uh, I guess I've been better for two or three days, which means I'm about to get sick again. So maybe fire me a little list of uh, some movies you've watched recently that you thought wouldn't be, uh, that you, you were pleasantly surprised when watching. Okay. Something for me to point my anxiety. I'm going to need distractions over the next little bit. So I'm stuck in Toronto for like the whole day tomorrow. I had to do a costume fitting. I think I mentioned for, uh, for this week's thing. So I'll do that first thing in the morning tomorrow. And then I'm just stuck in Toronto all day. So going to watch some Netflix, going to read some books. Um, yeah. And this actually comes out tomorrow morning. So I will have, you guys can start messaging me and letting me know what, uh, what you think I should do or watch or what. Um, yeah. So with that, let's get right into partners at portablepress.com here in this week i have got uncle john's unsinkable bathroom reader all right there's all sorts of different bathroom readers at portablepress.com you can find something you're into and let's do that so i i picked this article just because i thought it was funny i've been i've been finding little pieces of information about studies and things like that and of course uh i don't know something about studies just makes me think the medical field and with what i got going on i'm like yeah maybe this just themes correctly with this week's show so this article is called let's do a study 
If you're worried that the really important things in life aren't being researched by our scientists, keep worrying. So the first one, have you ever been around someone who yawned and you suddenly had to yawn too? It's a common thing in humans. No one knows why, but scientists at Birkbeck College in England discovered that dogs can catch yawns from people too. A 29 dog study found that after they made eye contact with a yawning person, 21 of the dogs yawned as well. Hmm. Wonder how much that cost. Next study. University of London doctoral student Sarah Carter and Christine Astrom discovered that as male college professors ascend the academic ladder from lecturer to senior lecturer to tenured professor, they are more likely to grow beards. Yep. Next study. In 2005, linguists from the University of Barcelona discovered that rats have difficulty telling the difference between Japanese spoken backwards and Dutch spoken backwards. That's a study. I wonder if rats would be able to tell the difference between Japanese and Dutch when spoken backwards, like they understand the languages the right way forward. Like this, that's my Bar university of Barcelona. So if you think, uh, about going to the university of Barcelona thinking, you know, are these people going to teach me, you know, I think they're going to take your money and they're going to spend it on stupid things. Um, a joint study conducted by the Gloucestershire Royal foundation trust and the sword swallowers association international. Yep. Really thing. Uh, concluded that sword swallowers were at high risk for sore throats, cuts in the esophagus, and internal bleeding, especially if they were distracted while swallowing swords. <clears throat> Glad they did a study for that. They're, it's not that they, they suffer that, it's they just at a high risk. <laughs> uh, in 2004 study, sorry, in the 2004 study, Fragmentation of Rods by Cascading Cracks, French physicists Basile Adoloy, um, or Ad Adoli, Odoli, A-U-D-O-L-Y, and Sébastien Newkirk looked into why when dry spaghetti is bent, it breaks into lots of smaller pieces instead of cleanly in half. I did a study on that. Okay. Two left, guys. Isn't this crazy? The, the, the money that's spent on this dumb shit? They don't even tell you like why they were studying it. Food scientists at Leeds University in England tested more than 700 combinations of cooking temperatures and ingredients in order to determine the formula for the perfect bacon sandwich. Their finding? Thin, crunchy bacon works best. Finally, cognitive psychologist Daniel Oppenheimer of Princeton, ooh, a North American place now, wrote a study arguing that short, simple words make writers seem more intelligent than long words do. The name of Oppenheimer's study, Consequences of uh, Erudite Vernacular Utilized Irrespective of Necessity. So I'll do that again, getting that third word that fucked me. Consequences of Erudite Vernacular Utilized in Perspective, uh, sorry, Irrespective of Necessity. Yeah, what an asshole. All right, guys, that's, let's, let's, let's do a study. There you go. That's, that's people spending their time and money, and not their money, of course, but spending their time and other people's money on dumb shit. Um, I would love to know if there was a point to any of these studies. I mean, besides the ones stated, uh, the running feed at this, there are more English speaking people living in India than in the U S UK and Canada combined. Whoa. That's an interesting little fact there. Hey, and that was my partners at portablepress.com. Uncle John's bathroom. Blah, 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 blah. From portablepress.com, guys, check out what they got. They got all sorts of cool stuff out there. Who else do we got? Oh, my partners at absolute comedy, of course. And 
Uh, not this week that we're currently uh, finishing off, but next week yours truly is headlining my home club here in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada from February 19th to 24th. So check out absolutecomedy.ca to get your tickets for that. Or of course, if you're looking for a show at any of the awesome clubs at any time, right? Kingston, Ottawa, Toronto, you can check out absolutecomedy.ca and get info and tickets there. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. Oh, and we're back. Did I forget anybody? Did I forget anybody? I didn't. You know I didn't. My partner's at dk.com slash ca in Canada. Of course, dk.com in the States. My partner's Darling Kindersley, right? DK Books, guys. And this week I figured, you know what? Slag DK a little bit with the, uh, you know, with their movies. Because their movies suck. Their movies do suck. You know what? And they got more of them coming. And they're going to suck too. Um <laughs> Aquaman, I haven't seen. Like normally, I would just go see them to support. When Justice League came out, I'm like, I'll check that out. Uh, that's that's it. I'm I'm done. If they end up on Netflix, I'll give them a go. But you know, honestly, uh, Aquaman, right? Like, are we really doing that, guys? Anyone like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like people are spending their money on that shit, right? They're, you know, not all their characters are are fucking. Oh, I'm going to shit on DK or sorry, DC right before I review a DK. It's too close to DK too, right? DC boo DK. Yay. Right. That's how you can remember it. Does it, does DC rhyme with yay? No. Well then it's not a, it, you know, it's not, it's not a yay. DC, absolutely everything you need to know because they do have good characters, guys. The comics, some, uh, apparently their TV shows are fantastic. A lot of people, huge fans of the TV shows. Um, but when it comes to, uh, the movies, man. They just got to ditch that Jackson. You got, you got Shazam coming out. What's that? A story of a boy who has a magic word Shazam, where he becomes a superhero with what powers, Josh, what unique individual, unique powers from the other kinds of characters. Does this one have, um, the ability to fly super strength, um, you know, the same as all the other DK or who, who, who DC, all the same as all the other DC heroes. Um, but there are a lot of interesting D, uh, DC characters. And this book is everything that you need to know about DC. All right. Absolutely. Everything you need to know. They've got all sorts of great information here. So if you're, if you're a fan of, uh, you know, DC comics and you're wondering how they, they worked, um, they talk about Superman in here, you know, they go into all sorts of different things on Batman, um, a lot of the different kinds of enemies and things like that too. So it's not an encyclopedia. It's just fast, quick facts about, uh, DC stuff. That's going to let you know, does talks about the difference between Batman and Bruce Wayne. All right. Not the obvious ones, but just the, the different personality types and the doings that they have. Batwoman is in here and Batwomen, you know, like, like Batgirl and all that stuff. Um, Aquaman of course is spoken about, uh, wonder woman is in here. Green Lantern, you know, all those ones, but it's really cool. They've got, they've even got a few little sort of like 
timeliney things in here. They've got different wars, Justice League stuff. Um, just a lot of different things. So, I mean, there's not a whole lot to, to say in terms of review. As usual, it's done beautifully. DK does a wonderful job of, of putting in imagery with their details. Um, they deal with the cosmic forces stuff in here too. Uh, they show a lot of like the villains high tech as well. Cause we all know Batman's got all the high tech stuff, show some of the high tech stuff for, uh, for the villains. Um, but what's really cool about this book is it's just going to give you more, uh, about the sort of the characters and things like that, that you may be interested in. So if you're a, a DC fan, you know, if you're someone like me, cause I'm a big Marvel fan, I think that goes without saying. Um, I love the Marvel movies. I love the Marvel stories. I like the characters I've mentioned before that one of the things that I like about Marvel is that their superheroes don't seem to have, you know, they don't have all of the powers, right? So you look at, you look at, um, what's his face? Green Lantern, right? And, and I know he's DC. So, so I'm going back to DC for a second here, but you look at Green Lantern and what's his thing? Well, he can fly. He's super strong. He can manifest lasers and guns and stuff. Superman, he's strong. He can fly. He can laser eyes and everything, you know, nothing could stop him. Bulletproof <clears throat> Shazam. Well, he can fly. He's super strong. He's the, you know, it's like at, at one point you're like, okay. Like, do, do they make anything different? You know, are they all the same character? You know, Wonder Woman can fly, you know, she's super strong. It's just like, do you, who's making these people that you just can't come up with? They just come up with a different backstory, but the powers are all the same. And that's what I don't really like about the DC, even though Batman's human, he just, he's rich. So he just has all these tools that make him able to do everything that, you know what I mean? for all intents and purposes, you know, and maybe that's why people love of all the DC characters. Batman seems to be the favorite. Cause maybe he's just the most, uh, let's say relatable in the sense that he's just not some alien powered super God. You know, that's what I like about the Marvel characters switching back to Marvel is that they, they are understandable in the sense that, um, they have limitations, right? Not each one of them is, you know, bulletproof. Not every one of them has, you know, certain superpowers like Mr. Fantastic in, uh, fantastic four. He stretches. That's his thing. You know, thing is, thing is, is big and made out of rock. You know, the human torch can fly and he's got fire, but he's not, he's not super strong. You know what I mean? He can't lift fucking cars and hurl them and like he's, he can fly and he shoots and he's shoots fire. Like that's, that's the human torch. So it's interesting that, uh, I like, and that's, I, I just went into fantastic four. I don't know why I picked them just, it's a quick, easy group, but, um, there's lots of people, you know, like beast in X-Men, right? He's, he's, I don't, he's not super strong, but he's strong. He's shaped like a beast and he's a smart guy. That's it. You know, Hulk is just a, a beast, but here's even the thing with Hulk is he like lost his intelligence early on. Then they made professor Hulk, but Really, like the thing was like he would just turn into like a rage machine, but it wasn't like he was rage and smart. That was the thing. It's like there it was there was trade-offs, you know? So it's it was interesting to me um to to see the Marvel stuff because you knew everybody had, you know, way more weaknesses than like kryptonite. You know, he's immune to everything except kryptonite. So every comic will be someone using kryptonite against him. It just kind of makes for weak stories. And then they're like, and uh, all of their characters are gonna be orphans too. What do you mean? Well, Batman's an orphan, Superman's an orphan, you know, Wonder Woman's some sort of Amazon orphan. <laughs> like just, you know, let's just write one story over and over. So that's what, anyways, who cares? My point is, is that if you want to know everything about all of these very un, unoriginal characters from DC, <laughs> there is a wonderful, wonderful book by my partners at DK. Uh, abs DC, absolutely everything you need to know. It is a great book and it does tell you some very interesting things. There's all, I find the villains in DC, uh, super fascinating. I like them a lot. Um, but the heroes I find meh, 
meh. So the book is great. The book is giving you fantastic information on these, uh, these meh characters, but um, yeah. So like I said, if you are a DC fan, right, we, we all know we've, we've got our, our side, it's Apple and Samsung of comics. Um, check it out. It is a wonderful book and it will give you wicked cool little pieces of tidbits. So like I said, if you're like me and you got into that kind of stuff, I was never a comic book reader. Uh, I watched, uh, cartoons and stuff when I was young and I learned the characters that way. And then of course, later as I got into an, uh, you know, my adult years, I, uh, watched the movies. So that, that was me with Marvel. Maybe that's you with DC. You watch the cartoons and stuff when you're young and you don't really know as much about these characters as you'd like to. Well, this is the perfect book. Absolutely everything you need to know from DK. Thank you to my partners, uh, DK, uh, Absolute Comedy, and of course, PortablePress.com. Thank you guys so much. Now we're going to do a little touch and go here. I'm going to give a phone call to uh, my buddy Ryan McGlunab here uh, just to see how he's doing. Ryan is a comic from Toronto, good friend of mine. And, uh, I'm going to be seeing him later on this evening. Hopefully I spoke with Ryan yesterday, so let's just see here if he answers. There he is. Sometimes it takes me a second to find it in my phone. Let's see how, how old Ryan's doing. I think he's working at the club too, so he might not be able to answer, but either way, we'll talk to Scotty then if we don't get Ryan. Mm-hmm. 15 minutes, guys, before I gotta shut this shit down. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think we're gonna get him. Hi, you've reached the desk of Ryan McGlunov with absolute. <laughs> well, no, Ryan. Let's do, uh, let's try Scotty, and then I think I'm totally okay with just skipping the touch and go this week, guys. I love connecting with you. But you know what? It just might not happen this week. Could just be the way things are. <laughs> Scotty is, of course, the buddy of mine who put on the fundraiser last night and asked me to be a part of it. Let's see if he's gotten any feedback from the show yet. Of course, Scott has a real job, so he's probably not available to answer his phone during the day. You reached Scott King at six one. Yeah. Did I? Did I? I just reached your voicemail. I try to have at least three lined up just in case. Well, either way, maybe I'll do two next week to make up for it. It's been a long one. We're at 58 minutes anyways. So coming up this week, guys, I do have my doctor's appointment uh, very, very soon. Still super, super nervous. And I, I hope to be able to make lots of fun of myself on next week's episode for being so, uh, so nervous and afraid over what will hopefully be um, nothing. Um, but then I got to come home, pack, uh, get all my shit ready for Toronto, drop off iPads. That's another thing with these LCBO activations is that like, you know, nobody's meeting, like there's nobody on hand who's going to be at the next shift. So like, I've got to drive every time I got to pick up iPads from someone, go drop them off to someone else. It's a giant pain in my fucking ass. Um, sorry to complain, but it's just, it is a giant pain in the ass. Um, so it'd be nice if like, I'm, I'm basically at all of these activations in Ottawa, you know, the ones I can be at. So it's frustrating that, you know, you don't have other people who are just like, yeah, yeah, I want the work and I'll take, you know, I'll work four days straight for the four hour shift for fuck's sakes. Anyways, that's, that's, that's inside scoop, you know, nothing important. So, um, 
Tomorrow, I'm going to be doing the costume fitting and then killing some time in Toronto. Thursday, I am doing that activation at Union Station. That is what I'm doing, and I'll tell you more about it next week. Again, I got to do these things. I got to get the info. I got to get the okay. They have to happen for me to be able to talk about them. Um, Friday, I'm headed home because I have another one of these LCBO activations in the evening. Saturday, I'm doing a pet event. I'm excited for that. Uh, back with, uh, with my pals at Karma. Um, of course the Valentine's day things with karma too. And then I have a show in Cornwall on Saturday night. So looking forward to that. That's going to be another opportunity for me to play around with some of the new stuff prior to me, uh, prior to me doing my headline week at Ottawa. I'd like to have some new jokes for that. Of course, all my friends and and family and (laughs) fans that are coming out for that. Um, I'm actually supposed to be doing a spot at absolute comedy Toronto this evening too, but I don't know if I'm going to get there in time with all the snowstorm and everything like that. So we'll find out. Uh, and then Sunday, more LCBO activations, of course, as early, you know, Tuesday. So, uh, you know, I'll probably have the, I'll have the podcast recorded undoubtedly before, before then, but, uh, next week guys. All right. So before you hear my voice again, my week of headlining at absolute Ottawa will have begun. So I really do look forward to having you all out at that show. Come to that show. If you can, uh, absolutecomedy.ca for tickets. I would love to see you guys there and, uh, you know, just have some laughs. And, and of course, maybe some of you I've never met before. It would be great to meet you, uh, in person. <clears throat> And actually hear me be funny for a change because this podcast is very rarely, <laughs> it's funny sometimes just uh, a little bit lately. I've been so under the weather and I've been so stressed about shit um, that it's just been difficult for me to kind of let loose into the funny because I'm just in sort of a, an anxious place. So <clears throat> grace guys will clear up the winter depression will, will go away and I will be back to my humorous, humorous, humorist humorous. There you go. Humorous state. Um, send me an email guys. Let me know what's going on with you. Oh, here's Scott. All right. I'll give him a chance. I'll give him a chance. Hey Scott, welcome to the one man podcast. Hey buddy. How's it going? Not too shabby. You are in fact being recorded right now on the air of the podcast. Just a heads up. I do. Oh, a, seriously? Yeah. I do a segment called touch and go. Uh, every week I will sort of call someone and see how they're doing. What's new with them. It's just a little four or five minute thing to see what is new and exciting. And since I told the listeners about the fundraiser that we did last night, I thought I'd just give you a call to see if you've, you know, did you have a good time? Have you received any feedback yet? Did everyone enjoy themselves? Everybody absolutely enjoyed themselves. I mean, absolute's always been uh, an amazing partner as far as supporting uh, charitable events or what have you. And, um, with that, they always make sure that, well, even you, I mean, you were always helped us out and make sure we had a good lineup and, uh, you know, with Aaron and yourself, I mean, I've known you guys for years and it's, it's always nice to know, you know, who you're working with. And, and the other, the other gentleman, I don't, I didn't get his name, of course, um, uh, from Toronto, I think it was. He, oh, Arthur. Was awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, was, it was it was amazing, and there were so many. Ever, I, I keep getting messages today. Just everybody enjoyed themselves. They loved the venue, of course, and uh, and yeah, and I mean, like I said, you and Aaron are always a favorite. I always get feedback. Oh, you know, if you're doing another show, have those guys on. So yeah, it's funny. I was in the green room when Aaron was on, so I didn't even see how he did. <laughs> uh, he, he, no, he, he killed it. He, he always does. Well, that's good. And, uh, your, your lovely lady there who we were raising funds for last night, did she have a good time? She loved it. Like yeah. the, the, the thing is like, she usually, um, because of uh, her condition, she's usually in bed quite early. Um, but she pushed herself because she was so appreciative and overwhelmed, uh, by the support and, you know, uh, the generosity of, 
uh, of everybody who came out, but as well, like uh, absolute comedy, just being able to help us put something on like that. Yeah. She was, she was genuinely in a, in a very positive way, overwhelmed with everything. Good. And even today, I mean, uh, my girlfriend's with her now and, uh, she, she they're so happy. So Good. it was, yeah, Good it was, on, I, I, quite, quite honestly, it was, it was different for me to be on stage and see somebody crying <laughs> I mean, she, she was so overwhelmed and so happy, and and uh, it was it was interesting. But um, yeah, she loved it, and yeah, it was it was amazing. The family was so appreciative as well. We we raised over three thousand dollars for her. Nice, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I'm really happy for you guys. I'm glad she had a good time too, because that's, well, that's I, not I, an easy I, thing I, to have to deal with on a good time. So if we were able to distract her from that for for long enough to have a, a fun evening out, then that's. Uh, that's a good thing. Yeah, no, it was it was amazing, and uh, yeah, I can't, again, I can't thank you enough for. I didn't for, fucking do anything. I just <laughs> yeah, man. I just loved. I like I like watching it, and and, uh, and I know everybody else does too. So no, no, it was amazing. So it's yeah, no. I'm and, glad uh, you guys yeah. had fun. I just remember angry ranting at someone at one point. <laughs> Not okay, it, just, it makes it sound like I was I was hating. I was just. Oh, buddy. I, I had fun. I was just like, well, I think tonight was a little on the ranty side. So as long as everyone enjoyed themselves, I'm a happy guy. Yeah. Oh, they absolutely did. Yeah, I, people are just floored. And and I'm glad that like, some people have gone out that have never gone to see stand-up before, and they loved it. So, And that's just that surprises me that people you know, haven't, haven't done that. Good, man. Well, I'm glad you guys had a good time. It makes me happy. I'll, uh, Thank you, buddy. yeah, dude, my pleasure. I'll let you get back to your day. This is, uh, this is, this is the touch and go segment, buddy. It's just a little sort of checking in on you. How you doing? How are things? So aside from that, everything's good. You're happy, man. Absolutely. Wicked, yeah, buddy. Absolutely, man. All right. Well, avoid this crazy snowstorm that's, uh, headed our yeah, way. Seriously. And, uh, and I'll chat with you soon, brother. All right. Thanks, Josh. Hey, right, my pleasure, Scotty. Talk to you soon. There you go. All right. So you got a little touch and go right in the end there, guys. So send me an email, contact at one man podcast.com. I'd love to hear from you, whatever you have going on, whatever you want to talk about, you know, I don't give a shit. Just want to connect with you. So send me a little something. Let me know what's going on with you guys. Something to watch while I'm in Toronto, maybe a good book to read or buy the audiobook version of would be great. Um, thank you to my sponsors, portablepress.com, absolutecomedy.ca, And of course, dk.com slash CA in Canada, or just dk.com estates anywhere else in the world. Just Google DK books and, uh, we'll get you there. All right. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube one man podcast. So, so follow like whatever, subscribe to all that shit. And, uh, you'll get a little bit of extra content here and there. That is something that I'm working on, uh, in the new year. I've already spoken, uh, recently with the person who's going to be my new social media person, just in terms of a little bit of structure and direction. Um, I've got too many separate accounts right now, so I'll be amalgamating. Like I've got Josh Williams comedy and one man podcast and then other things. And I think I'm just going to shorten them all. Just have them all under Josh Williams comedy and have everything separate based on what it is at that point. I just make it a lot easier for me. Cause sometimes I'm like, do I put this under Josh Williams comedy or do I put it under the one man podcast? Like it is about my comedy stuff, but of course I'll talk about it to my podcast listeners. Just, it's just too much. And of course the more pots you have, the harder it is to manage them all. So 
but just hey, if you're if you're on the if you're following the the one man podcast, uh, you know socials, you'll be the first to know when uh, when shit starts to happen. Um, and of course, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music, you know Apple Podcasts, whatever you whatever you're listening on. Uh, subscribe on there; it's absolutely free, and you're going to be the first one to get the new episodes when they come out, as well as any additional content. It is episode number ninety two, guys. We're we're rounding home towards a hundred episodes of this craziness. All right, so I appreciate all of you who've been here from the start. Um, any new listeners, Hey, you're, you're going to be around for, you know, a momentous occasion. I've still 92 episodes in never been late, never once been late, which is unreal for me. I've worked jobs, you know, that, that, you know, for years where it's late, late all the fucking time, late all the time. But for some reason I feel worse about, you know, disappointing you guys who pay absolutely nothing for this podcast. You pay attention than the people who are paying me money to be there. Uh, so I don't know what that means about me, <laughs> but it is true. So glad you guys are out there. Subscribe, please leave a, you know, five-star review, um, or five-star rating and, uh, and a written review, something like that, just on whatever you're listening to. And, um, yeah, as far as it goes, guys, that's it for the week. I will talk to you next week with hopefully all sorts of positive information about the doctor, some fun stories about this thing I'm doing in Toronto and all sorts of other things that may occur between now and then you guys have a great week and I'll talk to you soon.